Oh, I gotta turn this off. Never mind. Good afternoon and welcome to the Young News Podcast. Your host, John Phillips, alongside Sean Clapp, is via WhatsApp on this Sunday, August 15th, 2021. Sharing with you our thoughts on current events. Today's show is all about, you know, really looking at the question is this hysteria? Is this phenomenon that we're witnessing in front of our eyes? Is this about a virus or is this about a vaccine? And I'll just say this, Sean, and then I'll let you take over. If this was about a virus, well, then, quite frankly, case numbers would be put, in pers- put into perspective with death numbers. But this doesn't happen. Deaths from COVID-19 would be put into perspective with other things that kill people. More often or not, much more deadlier than COVID-19. But, of course, this isn't done. Comorbidity deaths would be separated from non-comorbidity deaths. But this is never done. Sean, if this was about a virus... Sugar aisles would be shut down. Gyms would be open. Masks would be banned. Why? Because when you strap a mask on someone's face, you are limiting the supply of oxygen into their body. You are increasing the amount of carbon dioxide that is in their body, which is a toxin, by the way. And it is not a healthy thing to do. But this is not done. If this was about a virus, tech companies would face criminal investigation for silencing independent health professionals that are giving people advice to be cured from viruses. And this is being done. They are being silenced and no one seems to be giving a shit. But I move on. If this was truly about a virus, you would hear these things in the news. You would not hear voices, opinions being silenced. You would not hear lottery tickets being given away to people who get vaccines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not about a virus. This is about a vaccine. This has always been about a vaccine. This is about the illegal, as of right now, experimental injection of synthetic material into the body. Material, by the way, that has never ever been used in vaccines before. And material that is not following the proper timeline that most vaccines would follow. And might I add this also, this is all to fight a virus that we have never yet identified under a microscope. And for Mm -hmm. the life of me, I'm still trying to find out why under the Freedom of Information Act, this information is not given to the public. If all the evidence is there to show that it exists, which it may well exist, Sean and I both agree, you need to provide the proper documentation that you would properly do when you properly want to identify a virus. So, I'm wrapping this up and I'll let you finish, Sean. But I'll just say this. My last comment is this. You would not, you would not silence, or I should say you would not call out respected doctors and call them anti-vaxxers if they traditionally have a track record for supporting vaccines. Oh, but that's right. They don't support your vaccine that you're pushing with lottery tickets and free donut donuts and gift cards and blackmailing employees that if they don't get the vaccine, they may face termination. If they don't get the vaccine, they're playing Russian roulette. So I am going to be on record, as I have been several times on this show, making it very clear to the people listening to the show that this is not about a virus. This is, a, this is about a vaccine that is being pushed to radically transform the human body from a unique individual conscious that has individual awareness and understanding of the world to plug them in to a system like a computer chip in which will be easily controlled and manipulated and used for some other, obviously, demonic purposes. With that said, Sean, I'm going to pass the invisible microphone over to you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that it's not about the virus anymore. It's about the vaccine. Um, all, all you have to do is just look at the how much they're trying to push it on children You can see that RSV, which is a respiratory virus, 500 children a year die of RSV, uh, between two and 400 children a year. This is in the United States. 
a developed country. Between two and four, two and four hundred children die every year from the flu influenza. I think as of January 2020, it's been recorded that some somewhere under between three and four hundred children have died from COVID. Under four hundred, I think. Less than RSV and similar to influenza, right? And mind you, the uh, 99% of those children who died of COVID-19 were either obese, had childhood diabetes, uh, or some uh, some other comorbidity, or they had leukemia. They had some serious comorbidity, right? Correct. So I think it's very, very clear that the masking of children or, or trying to force vaccines on children, this has nothing to do with the virus. This is about control. And this is not about the fact that you and I are trying to come on air and say that viruses don't don't kill people. But what we're saying is that you need to put these deaths into perspective with other things. And then most importantly, you need to put in perspective the radical policies that you're pushing the amount of damage that you're causing society as a result of these policies far outweigh the amount of deaths from viruses, Sean. There is no doubt in my mind when I'm looking at just the numbers, all you have to do is look at how many people died in the year 2019 and how many people died in the year 2020 and ask yourself a very simple question. Why aren't the deaths in 2020 radically higher than the deaths of 2019? Yeah, they're 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 not. They actually went down and that's because we're not cons- we're not counting heart attacks and flu, so many other diseases that compound when uh, you know that people die from regularly every year but if you have a positive pcr within 30 days of dying uh then that is considered a covid 19 death this is the most unscientific thing that you could possibly do to collect data and yet i hear mainstream liberals not even not even considering this a factor and you know, John, I you know I, I had a discussion with there's uh, where I have two friends visiting right now, from the states. You know, both very they're and and they you know and they see how silly outdoor masking is, and they they see how how paranoid people are being. Um, but still, it's it's you know, and, and and I consider them you know they're they're good to have arguments with and stuff like that. They're not these like provincial mindless leftists. But you know they're 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 progressive liberals from Chicago, and what I what I see, the, the like kind of the crux of their where their ideology is coming from is, they just have kind of a tr- a trust in the system, and it and it's 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 that's where I see it coming from. They believe that they don't believe that their that that their leaders are malicious and that they're lying to them and they're trying to erode their civil liberties and extract you know money and capital from them essentially. And the fact of the matter is that they they that they are, their leaders are corrupt and they are trying to, and they are trying to erode their civil liberties. And you know what one of one of you know one of my friends who was talking to, she kind of revealed this and I tried pointing it out to her when she said. Well, no, but what we're trying to do is we're just trying to get society to move forward in the right direction. And I said, like, okay, right there. That is exactly the ideology that they use. And and what I want to ask you is, who, wh- which direction? Who decided what direction? And what right do you have to think that you can move society in the direction that you want to move it? Like, so I'm, I'm just, like, trying to get to the bottom of what this ideology is and why people are could you know because it's like it starts small john you know yeah first you allow you say well you know yeah we should all lock ourselves in our houses because you know yeah we're gonna flatten the curve and then that becomes oh well it's just a mask and then well it's just a jab well it's just a passport and then eventually it's like this system that you had so much faith in um you had no skepticism towards no critical thinking towards and now you're surprised that it's completely gobbled up your freedom like uh, it, and it's it was a good it was a good discussion i had with them yesterday and, and the fact that insight into what these people are thinking right because most of them don't even realize 
And I think it's just kind of naivete. They, they assume that the people in charge have their best interests at heart. And I think that's the problem. That's the problem here, John. Right. That's the problem. Well, and, and so they'll, they'll go along with these things thinking, well, on the other side of this, things will be better. And yet there's no indication of that. That's just blind faith, essentially. Right. So go ahead. Well, they, well, you said something interesting. You said that they trust in the system. And I would correct that a little bit and say they trust in the system of the left. So they yeah. trust in the system so long as it's on the liberal side of life. Because after all, it's only the liberals that are open. It's but only the liberals but, but, that but are tolerant. But that's the system. I mean, John, the, the current system is a is very much a leftist socialist system in America right, right. now. Right. And it's statism. They, so. they trust in statism, but it's still wrapped yeah. yes. in the clothes yes. of the word liberal. And one of the things that statism has done very well is it's taken on the word liberal. So even today, when someone's like, oh man, he's really left wing, he's really liberal, people think, oh, he must be a cool artist that plays music <laughs> and has his own ideas. And doesn't go to it's it's and doesn't it's, get it's whipped. backwards. It's backwards because if you say you I know. Know, here in Spain, you know people are everyone. So many people are just statists. They're just socialist statists. And then when I when I explain to them, oh no, I'm a like you know laissez. I believe in laissez faire market market economics. Right. Like I'm an anarchist. I they're like oh yeah you're you're a liberal. Like I believe in liberal markets. I believe in. essentially a stateless society right which in the states they say well that's conservative it's like these are all just relative terms yes that don't get us the specifics of what we're talking about here because the specifics of what we're talking about here is far more complicated and yet we've been given this binary of left and right liberal conservative which don't make anything don't make any sense um, unless you put them in a very specific context. And this is a great way to get people to just stop focusing on the issues at hand, you know? Right. right. Well, and that's what and that's what this is. You you want distractions and you also want people not to be aware of the other atrocities that are taking place. And right. as I've mentioned before on the show, one of the great things that the left has done in this specific case is to get a lot of the focus on the right wing, on the crazy right wing, on Trump mm. or on whatever you mm. want to call. I'm not saying Trump is crazy, but I'm saying they might brand him as being crazy. Sure. They might brand him as a white supremacist. Sure. Their job is to make sure they deflect. They deflect. They deflect. Anytime criticism comes too close to their doorstep, they have to deflect. Look, one of the interesting things that's going to happen right now in New York City, and I don't want to get too off topic, but I was thinking about the oh, fact that they like to deflect. Tide is coming September, John. Yeah. So one of the things that I was looking for is that this is going to be very interesting. So right now there's a big Vax passport movement in New York City. Well, it also happens to be that there's obviously a large black population in New York City, but it also happens mm-hmm. to be that I believe as of right now the number is around 60% of blacks that are not being vaccinated. So ultimately yeah, if you yeah. create I think higher actually I thought it was 70% if, of if, black people who are not vaccinated. If yeah. you yeah if you create any a system where it's over 50%, right? of black men uh, and women who are in the city of New York and you are now going to treat them as a second class citizen who is the true racist? Who <laughs> is ultimately racist, instructing yeah. the racist yeah. policies? I mean I'd like to so, see So just to just to clarify, just to clarify for anyone listening, um, that in New York, come September 13th, is instating a mandate on um, indoor activities, essentially, specifically restaurants and gyms, where if you do not present a vaccine passport, you will not be allowed admission. And this happening in the supposedly freest, most liberal, liberal city in the world. This literally, literally caste system apartheid is what they are instating because of paranoia surrounding a, a virus with a 99.97% survival rate. That is what they're doing. And that tells me, oh, it's not about the virus at all because the, the, the science does not scale up. The numbers do not scale up. This is about control. This is about getting neighbor versus neighbor and to try to get you to essentially, you know, to, to create an other. Here are the unclean people, and here are the good citizens. That's what they're trying to do. And it's hilarious to me that you have all of these lefties who are saying, who are you know spouting that you know yeah, black people don't trust this. You know, it's in, the system is institutionally racist. Meanwhile, they're championing and they're supporting this system of vaccine passports, which is going to affect black people absolutely Dis- disproportionately. Absolutely. It's going to disproportionately affect 
the black community in America. Mm -hmm. I want to repeat myself mm -hmm. again. It is this policy disproportionately affects black men and black women in mm -hmm. our society. I'm going to say it one mm -hmm. more time. Negatively. Negatively this this yes. vaccine policy, vaccine passport policy, disproportionately affects black men and women and it puts them mm -hmm. in a second class in a second class citizenship but it doesn't seem to be getting a lot of attention. I think it will grow. I have a story to share with you very quickly of someone who's mm -hmm. in the military. They're obviously very concerned that eventually the military is going to compel you to get this jab. However, mm -hmm. in the military, Sean, we also know that there's obviously a percentage of our servicemen and women that are black. And uh, again, the majority of black men and women who serve our country are not getting this vaccine. So if you yeah. come up with a policy that fires every single one of mm -hmm. our servicemen and women, guess what race will be disproportionately affected by this policy? Yep. Yep. <gasps> oh, that's right. The same race that apparently you and I really, really, really try to put down in the second class citizenship, right? Mm -hmm. Apparently guys like Donald Trump was the one who was the real racist and yet this is being pushed by the same exact people who for a very long time was always pointing the finger at somebody else. So they are actually going yeah, to ironic. run in. I think, Sean, here's the deal. This is exactly what happens when you give the power, when you give power to a very few people and you kind of do it by saying, well, they must have a lot of smart people and if they only make the right, right policies, right. it'll, the good it will, you yeah, know what it'll do? Good. It'll trickle down and we'll all benefit from these very smart people who we all voted for and we all elected for, even though we didn't. Yes. The, the sophisticated people. Right. The, the, the experts, class, the, the experts, the, the political experts, the medical experts, the military mm -hmm. experts. If we just give all the power, Sean, to all the experts in our society, then they can solve all the problems of the stupid people. And so therefore we'll have a much, much better society. And and, and let me and, and let me jump in right there. This was another big crux in the argument that I was having with my friends yesterday. There and I and I and I pointed out, I said, listen, you you're being elitist. And she was like, no, I know, of course I don't. And I'm like, listen, what you're doing is you're you're essentially valuing valuing your opinion and your beliefs as being higher than somebody else who doesn't have the same education that you have. You know, it's, it's, it's looking down on the rabble, on the plebs, essentially, and saying, well, we're sophisticated city dwellers, we're artists, you know, we're, we're, we're liberal and secular and all these progressive buzzwords. And it's like, yeah, so that, that does not make you wiser. That doesn't, that also, even if you're 10 times smarter than some hayseed from Illinois, that doesn't give you the right to hold dominion over their, over their life, essentially. Right. That doesn't give you any right to, to, to write policy for them. You don't know what's best for them. The, I mean, as, essentially anyone who says that, oh, we have to do this for the greater good, doesn't seem to understand that preserving individual civil liberties is the greater good. That's the right. point we're, so, we're all supposed to be running towards. And yet, if you ask a lot of people in America, a lot of people in the West, they won't agree with you. Right. They'll say, no, 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 no. We need to do this for the quote-unquote greater good. They don't seem to understand that that is the root of evil that has killed over 100 million people in the 20th century alone via collectivism. Well, and I, I'm glad you mentioned city dwellers. And I'm glad you mentioned educated because a lot of these city dwellers think they're very educated. And I just have news for you out there. If you're that city <laughs> dweller out there living off your parents' fortunes, working your part-time job so you can party half your life and not do anything really special in terms of meaningful in the world, just put a bunch of hashtags on Twitter and follow a bunch of groups mm -hmm. that virtue signals to the world that how special they are here's what i have for you yeah. if you're not married you're not educated if you don't have kids you're not educated if you're not a handyman at home and you're a man you're not educated now obviously i'm being extreme here but my point that i'm trying to say and if you want me to correct it i will you lack serious education if you're not married if you don't have kids if you don't have handyman skills if you don't know how to cook if you don't know how to clean and organize and maintain a house I'm just going to say this to people you're out there. Practical, you're talking about practical. Yeah, right? Common sense, right? So so if if you're out there and you don't have any of those check marks, your room, your dorm, your studio is a mess. You're not married, which means you don't know how to commit. You don't have kids because, again, you don't want responsibility. You don't have handyman skills because you look down at blue-collar class people. Okay? Right. And 
You have all these things. Here's the deal. It's okay. We all have problems. I'm not a handyman myself. But here's the difference is I don't have a coastal elite attitude. And the problem is when you have a big city like New York City, when you have a big city like Washington, D.C., when you have a big city like Los Angeles, you have all these city dwellers, young kids in their 20s, in their 30s, not growing up, not having kids, not being married, not being a handyman, looking down on the blue-collar jobs, not getting – when you have big pockets of people that are arrogant to think that they're on top of the world and that they deserve – certain things that are in our society and that they should be at a certain class and they should be the ones that should be in charge of making policies for other people. This is a kind of madness and chaos that you see. And so it's just very fascinating to me that so many of these things and policies are being pushed in places and the government is obviously acting and policing with an iron fist but a lot of liberals, honestly, Sean, they is perfectly fine. They say it's justified. They say it's saving lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All well, right. I mean, this is, again, this goes in, in hand in hand with the vision that they have, which is, no, society needs to move in a direction that I deem to be a progress, right? Um, but again, it's like, in, just think about, imagine the hubris of that, right? And and it, it reminds me of what's going on in Afghanistan right now, right? With our military, U.S. military pulling out. Literally, the, the American military leaving behind billions of dollars worth of hardware and press and information and, and intel that the Taliban is just going to gobble up, right? And here's the thing. It, it, it should make a point that everyone should realize that, yeah, maybe we should not be meddling in other countries' affairs. And uh, in all honesty, Afghanistan was better off when Americans were not fucking with them or when the Soviets were fucking with them. I mean, listen. I don't want to see anybody live under Sharia law, right? But at the same time, sending an army over there and nation building, whatever the fuck that means, it makes things far worse as we, as we can see from the past 20 years in the amount of blood spilled, the amount of money wasted, right. and all for nothing so that the Taliban can take over Kabul. That's the lesson. But that's yep. the ideology of these people that, no, 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 no. We're the smart, enlightened ones. Therefore, I'm going to put my boot on your throat and I'm going to force down my liberal globalist nonsense down your, down your culture's throat. I'm going to draw... Uh, I'm going to draw borders here and there. And guess what? You're going to vote because democracy is beautiful and we need to preserve the blah, 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 all this lefty horseshit. Yeah. Well, and the reality is Iraq would have been was better under Saddam. And the reality is mm-hmm. Libya yeah. was 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 light years far better, better under Gaddafi. than yeah, Gaddafi. And the reality is yeah. that Mubarak, that Egypt was better under Mubarak. And the reality yeah. is that when we're looking at the Afghanistan situation Syria that under, under Assad. look I mean here's the yeah. deal what people have to understand Taliban okay the, you can call them whatever you want throwbacks this or that all you're doing is you're saying that they're evil let's say or they're bad people okay fair enough what's your alternative are you are you ready to make a guarantee to the American public to the parents of American soldiers that the <laughs> regime that you are going to be supporting is unequivocally stronger more tolerant more free mm-hmm. more prosperous than the other guys and if the is if if the answer can't be questioned and there's some question there's some question marks surrounding this question then you don't launch a war in a country in which is going to cost thousands mm-hmm. of american lives here's the yeah. deal what people have to understand about afghanistan is when the Taliban was in charge, I don't know if people know about this, but pretty much the opium trade did not exist. The Taliban shut it down. Now, yeah. people can try to tell me that America invading Afghanistan had nothing to do with drugs. And I'll just look at you and say, okay, and let me guess. Uh, uh, 13 guys or 11 guys in a cave uh, got no help from any superpower or global alliance and just happen to, you know, hijack a couple planes and pull off one of the greatest attacks against the greatest civilization of all time. I'm assuming you believe that line of garbage too. Oh, and by the way, I'm assuming that you believe that there was this uh, virus that apparently uh, started in a, in, in some bat soup and and then it wreaked, it wreaked it wreaked havoc all across the world and kills like people in the millions, right? I mean, if I get this thing, there's a big chance of me dying, right? Oh yeah, like this is this is a pandemic, right? All right, so you believe in this pandemic which is really a scamdemic. You really believe that 9-11 was, you know, totally just 
orchestrated by Bin Laden and a couple of uh, thugs that live in caves. Okay, yeah, with no help mm-hmm. from anybody. Okay, some, and, some little bit of Saudi money. Yeah, right, right, and and, and 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 you believe that the people that were in Afghanistan are these righteous people that we're supporting and aren't like those evil Taliban people. Okay, well, guess what? You can keep feeding me this bullshit, but I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat it, Sean. I'm not going to eat it. And I'll just turn my head and say, when you're ready to have a conversation that actually is going to be producing substance and evidence and be able to have strong counter arguments for some of the points that I decide to make, such as some of the points that I decided to make when I began this podcast on COVID-19, then we can actually probably get somewhere. But right now, Sean, and this brings me to the point where a conversation with someone about a topic like COVID-19 has become almost unbearable because yeah. it's not, it's, I'm not speaking like I have all the answers and the people that come to me are, are so far off. No, what I'm trying to say is people are pretty much tied into what they've been told. And what I would say is, look, if you have a conversation with me today about COVID-19, I'm just going to bring up a couple of points and just allow you to comment on them. That's my job. My job is not to say, honestly, if you believe that COVID-19, you're an idiot. Like, no. I believe that if you believe what the government tells you in any society and you believe it to the fullest um, and you take it as dogma, I could say that you might be a little bit naive. But I'd like to bring up points and then just let people comment on it. But we don't really have that dialogue today. Because yeah. it really ends, Sean, with like, here, did you get the shot? I can't believe this. People are playing Russian roulette and, you know, oh, man, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know why people are risking other lives. And it's just it's <laughs> terrible that, you know, all these people that don't want to support and like, it's just, it's too much, Sean. It's too much. And it's very unfortunate <laughs> so that, because we should have free speech. You, 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 you bring up a good point. I was thinking about this the other day because it gets very frustrating because it, it almost becomes like, a war where people are just quoting this study and that study at each other and you know saying oh well no but the risk is really this because i read this study no the risk is this because i read well the jab is this because i read this study and a way for the for the pro mask mandate people to or for the pro narrative people to kind of negate what you know when for example if you are throwing data at them for like I'll give you an example. Masks. All every single mask study has been never been there's never been a mask study that has involved uh, people out in the outdoor community. It's only been the efficacy of masks has only been proven in laboratories and hospitals where things are sterile and where people are wearing PPEs already. This is a way to smash the outdoor masking and indoor masking. It does nothing. The, 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 the virus does not care about your N95 mask. It doesn't care about your surgical mask. It'll get into your eyes, whatever, 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 right? This is, and then this is not the argument that we need to just be afraid. No, live, live with the risk, okay? You're going to get sick every once in a while. You got to fucking live with the risk, okay? Now, when you bring something that, like that up, the pro-mandate people will be like, well, we just don't know. There's so many unknown variables. And, you know, they'll throw their arms up. And kind of it's kind of like the way that they throw a grenade into the conversation. And they go, who, kn- who knows what's going on? You know, like, the, you know, everyone's lying to us. So you never – and so my, my answer to that is, okay, even if that's the case and I'm being fed misinformation and you're being fed misinformation – why are you not also exercising that skepticism towards the narrative of how dangerous this this virus is supposed to be? You know, like how come if you're saying to me, well, you know, who knows what's really going on? Why don't you apply that to yourself when you listen to Dr. Fauci or when they tell you on CNN how many cases there are? Why don't you exercise that same skepticism? Right. Right. Why don't you ask yourself, ask yourself, how many people do you know who died from COVID? Johnny, the answer is going to be zero, okay? Do you know why? Because I know. Because that's just, I'm going to take a wild stab in the dark. And they're going to say, well, I know a friend of a friend who got very sick. And, that, and I'll say to them, did they die? And they go, no, no. No, but, you know, they had some lingering health effects, like their their, their lungs, da, da, da. and I go, okay, did they die? No, but then and I'm like, how many people do you know who've had this? Right. Well, just this one, but that, they know a person who had it. I'm like, right. why are we playing six degrees of separation here? Like, right. 
Compared to what? Right. How many people do you know who, who you know who died of cancer? Well, I lost. I know. I lost. Right I lost now, uh, right smell. Now, I lost smell. You all know? those people on, you know, they can go start counting off their fingers, John. But people, for some reason, yeah. they think that COVID is dangerous, even though they can't name a person who's died from it. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that the, the oh, I lost smell. He lost smell for like two weeks. I'm like, yeah, it's called the virus. Ladies, ladies, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, it's called the virus. When a virus attacks, hits the body, first off, this is something that's very frustrating for me to explain, but I, I don't. I don't really explain it. But how it works is you have an immune system. And when that immune system is strong and healthy and it's not stressed out and your body is not incredibly anxious and you are taking vitamins and you are exercising and you are nourishing your body the proper way, viruses tend to leave you alone. But when stress builds, anxiety builds, you can't put the phone down, you're watching social media nonstop, you're eating, you're eating food that's filled with sugar, you're drinking at night because you're depressed, when you start to incorporate all of these habits and then all of a sudden the virus hits you, catches you off guard, gets you sick, because they jack up the amplifications on the PCR test, you test positive, you freak out, you think this thing is really serious. Now, I'm not saying that a virus can't be serious. Heck, I could get a virus today, you could get a virus today, and it could get us off the, off the you know, we could say sayonara to this world. I, I, I agree with that. But we have to put that into perspective, the chances of that happening versus the chances of it not happening. And if the chances of it not happening are radically, radically higher, then I don't expect everyone to shut down their lives just so that I don't have that small chance of getting that virus. So this is something that people don't quite seem to understand. This is also yeah. goes to my point about how someone in the family might have COVID, but another person in the family might not have COVID. And... If this thing was so contagious and so deadly, well, then it would knock the two people in the family out on the couch. Yeah. But what happened yeah. was one body seemed to deal with this virus a little better than the other body. And another yeah. thing that's been happening, as you already know, is that it seems to me very clear that there are a lot of indications. 70, for example, uh, oh, uh, I don't want to get this wrong. Over, I would say over, I know for a fact, over 70% of the... Uh, of of people who are getting it in Singapore are over are vaccinated people, so so we're saying to people get this jab because it's going to stop COVID nineteen. But then we find out that in many places the majority of people who are getting COVID nineteen are the people who got vaccinated, and so this is just something that's very un unfortunate. I will say yeah, yeah. I, I I I've come up with and one more thing I'll let you go. I've come I've come up with. I've had to come up with like, how do I come up with a good response where I don't, I really want to dodge the question, you know, but at the mm -hmm. same time, I want to sound intelligent. You don't just want to be like, okay, let someone just walk over you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I thought it was very interesting. Like if someone asked me today, like, oh, did you get vaccine? I say, no, my doctor actually didn't. Um, my, my, my response is this. My, uh, my doctor did not recommend it. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. well, why not? Well, so far we haven't been able to properly identify the virus that we're supposed to attack. It's not legal. Mm -hmm. It's not legal. The deaths and side effects are off the charts in comparison to other vaccines in which have been tried on the on the American public. And alternative treatments have actually been much more effective for the average person. And my last one is that people who are getting the jab are getting COVID. So it's not really that effective if people are getting COVID who've got the jab. Now, like, my thing is like... And because I say doctor, there are doctors out there that recommend that. And guess what? When you go on YouTube, when you go on Rumble, when you go out there and you listen on podcasts to doctors, there are doctors who are going to say exactly what I just said. So guess what, Sean? Yeah. When someone asks me, did I get the jab or not? I'm going to say that my doctor did not recommend me to get the job. I consulted with my doctor. I listened. I read. I paid attention. And quite frankly, has been identified yet. Not legal. Death side effects off the charts when in comparison to other COVID vaccines. Alternative treatments are working far better than the vaccine itself. And oh, by the way, mm -hmm. the vaccine has not been proven to stop COVID-19. Yeah, I mean, you know, if somebody comes at me with that question, I'll just say, I mean, to not, to not try and be snarky, I'll go, for the same reason that you don't get the whooping cough vaccine. <laughs> you know, like, yep. there's a talk, it's called the toxferin, uh, toxferosin vaccine for whooping cough. 
which has been eradicated in a lot of countries, but is kind of making a comeback because of a lot of migration from, uh, from you know, from less developed countries that don't have those vaccines. And and my 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 argument and my my argument is yeah, like um, there are an awful lot of vaccines that we are told are necessary and that have been legally mandated that in reality are are not necessary. And people will say, well, it's under anti-vaccine. I'm like, listen, listen. Where are we going to draw the line, people? Where are we going to draw the line? Are, are, you, are you going to try and protect against every single little variable, every free radical? It's like, at what point do we have to say to ourselves, um, yeah, this doesn't scale. The amount of like risk versus versus you know needing to needing to do something where the state tells you mandates that you have to put this thing in your body. At what point do you say? Yeah, this is um I'm not I don't I'm not willing to give up this amount of freedom for this little teeny 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 tiny bit of safety that isn't even guaranteed at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And the, you know it it, it kind of speaks to the uh like for example, you know, covid is is the example of you have a a virus apparently has not yet been identified in a lab. So let's say quote unquote virus that it affects a very small percentage of the population, right? Is only dangerous for a very small percent of the population. And yet we're being told that the entire population needs to get the jab. And when I ask why, they say, well, because it's herd, the herd immunity, and we're trying to protect everyone else. And I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not thinking logically here. John, do you take vitamins? Yes, sir. So, if you take vitamins in the morning and I don't take vitamins, does my lack of vitamin taking negate the effects of your vitamins? <laughs> no. So why the hell would you think that I need to get a jab in order to protect somebody who is sick if they also need to get the jab? What the hell are we talking about here? This is, I mean, we've gone into clown world, full-time clown world where there's no logic is being used whatsoever. Right. The, the, oh, but we need to protect others. Okay, I don't need to protect others. Those people, if I mean, it's like you need to protect your. What the hell happened to personal responsibility? If you're a person who f- is afraid of COVID, then you protect yourself. All right, double mask, do whatever feels good. I mean, even though even though the CDC, it's just said all the studies that'll tell you, well, yeah, masks outside in the community don't do anything. It's literally just Fauci even said it himself. It's psychological. You know, I mean, do whatever you got to do to protect yourself, but don't force me to protect you based on your paranoia. It's my God. It's unbelievable. Right. From the very beginning, we've been like this, John. And it tells me, oh, yeah, it's not about the virus at all, because if it were about the virus, we would say, oh, let's do all the things. Let's recommend all the things to mitigate the effects of the virus and to treat the people who are very sick and who are very uh, um at risk right but no it's all about no we all have to march lockstep into this direction because it is about control it is not about the virus it is about the vaccine which ultimately is about control how do we get people to do something that you know the government is tells people makes people change their behavior based on fear that fear is based on paranoia and propaganda which does not scale into the real world how do we get this how do we move the overton wind further and further and further towards tyranny so that we can control the population that is exactly what's going on here it's not conspiratorial because guess what i'm right fuckers a year ago when people were talking about uh vaccine passports they were saying oh no no you're a conspiracy theorist and guess what now we're there france literally has the gestapo walking around scanning people's passports and paperwork saying papers please when they're eat drinking a coffee outside on a terrace australia is effectively under martial law I mean, it, it, the writing's on the wall. We have it here. The conspiracies all came true. So when are you going to start listening to the conspiracy theorists as if because they get it right more than the narrative media? Period. Right. Well, and one of the things that was very frustrating uh, was recently, I don't know if you, you heard this, but well, the science changes. And I'll say, well, wait a second. Wait a second. We've always known for at least the past several years, Sean, and probably more than that, but I'm not a scientist, so I can't say that there's this thing called vitamin D and it's really good for the body. 
and there's this thing called vitamin C and it's really good for the body and it's really good for the body when we're talking about viruses. So I thought it was absolutely fascinating that if ultimately people cared about other people and their health, then when this thing broke out, you would hear scientists and the science medical experts say, get outside, go to the beach, be stress-free, don't get anxious. We're going to find a way to compliment. Uh, we're going to find a way to obviously cover you for your jobs that you might have lost. Whatever the case is, right, Sean? Exercise. Be outside. Get sunlight. Get ex. And yet, the reverse was pushed. And I thought yeah, to myself, I mean, I'm do, like, do the science really never changed. That the establishment wants people to be free and happy and well-adjusted. I do. I mean, it's. But a, this it's is like, here's here's look, here's my look, only look, point when I wrap up. So. What was fascinating about this specific part was there was always this argument like, well, you know, they panicked and they made bad decisions. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Wait a second. The average doctor, the average science history teacher at a high school knows science and understands that it's very important that vitamin D and vitamin C is taken in by the body. So please explain to me why it was so hard to make a decision when it came down to whether or not people should be outside in the sun, getting some fresh air or locked down inside. And so yeah. when I look back at this, because I often said, maybe I'm too hard. Maybe I'm maybe I'm going down the rabbit hole too much. Maybe it was just a bunch of politicians who panicked, felt like they had to make decisions. And some of these decisions, because they panicked, are really bad decisions. But I don't buy it, Sean, because it was too obvious to people that vitamin D and vitamin C are very good things for the body. And the fact that they weren't pushed from the very beginning, the fact that you didn't shut down fast food restaurants, yeah. the fact that you didn't shut down well, they're, sugar they're, aisles. And, they're and, they're and, almost free, John. You know, uh, but th th this is a reason why ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are being you know, call, that you get called a Nazi if you bring that up. It's because those things are almost free. The same thing with vitamin D, vitamin C. These are an iron supplements, you know. This is free. The state cannot monetize this. Corporations cannot extract huge amounts of wealth from people because, I mean, it, it, it is a giant, giant, uh, it's, a, it's a fraud, essentially, you know. Yep. Like, with, with Spain. Uh, people have to to go into states or to come back into Europe. You have to, even if you're vaccinated, you have to show a negative test. Even if you're vaccinated, it's like, what is the reason of any of this stuff? And you got to wear a mask everywhere, of course. So it's like, this is not about mitigation or protection. It's about control. And it's, it's about, about guess control. Guess what? Those tests cost yep. money, John. They cost yep. fifty bucks. Yep. They're just yep. extracting money out of you. And right. when are people going to wake up and say, this is bullshit? We need to fight this. Right. Well, it's a good point to make. It is about money. It is about control. And, you know, when I say this is clearly, and I laid out in the very beginning why I believe it's not about a virus, one of the reasons why it continues to me being about a vaccine and control through the use of vaccine. First and foremost, if this vaccine was very effective and very safe, like water, for example, I think you would agree, you would in the very beginning of this year not have these... Uh, Get a vaccine and get lottery tickets. Get a vaccine and no masks. Get a vaccine and get some donuts. Get a vaccine and get a free gift card. You know, get a vaccine and save your grandma and grandpa. You would get a vaccine, said the celebrities and the famous people and all the people that we think we're they, that they think that we're too stupid to know that what they're saying is not true, right? So, right off the get go, when you do a push like that. Something that is incredibly effective like water doesn't need to be marketed. When was the last time you saw a water commercial, Sean? Exactly. When was the last time a celebrity came out and said, drink water, it hydrates you, right? But it goes back to money, like if, you said before. If you have a great product and if you have a solution, you don't need to convince people through coercion and propaganda. Correct. You know? And I'm glad you brought up the coercion part because it started with propaganda, right? It started with like this, this campaign to promote, to promote, to promote former presidents, politicians, celebrities. The more desperate they got, the more people I think their ears began to perk a little bit and say, wait a second, something's going on here. I can tell you a short experience from someone who has a profession in which the profession said, get a vaccine, no more masks. A lot of people got the vaccine, Sean, just because they didn't want to wear masks. They now they're told they the that they got to wear the mask. 
And 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 I mean, it's and, just... and yet, John, so many of them are just put their heads down like good little citizens, and they keep going along with it. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's split. I think you have people like that who are just putting their heads down and going about their day and believing that this thing is going to be over soon. Um, you also have people that show concern over where we're going as a country, but obviously have certain financial responsibilities that if they do pull a, uh, you know. You know, hey, down with the system. I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna do this. Uh, that you know, they're gonna fear for their financial situations at home. I will say this though. Look, I mean, there will be no system if you don't stand up now against the system. There will be no system in place, and or I should say, if you don't stand up for the American system, there will be no American system. That is what I meant to say. And so, like, yeah, you might buy yourself a year, two years by putting your head down, by you know, supporting. You know, staying safe and taking precautious measures and then just hoping and praying that this thing's going away. But I don't believe that's the best strategy to take here. I think the best strategy to take is unequivocally opposing all things that are happening when it comes down to the coercive tactics being used against people. And I would also say the second thing you can do if you don't want to obviously, you know, take a stand that might obviously be a little bit too aggressive in your eyes, play a different game. Play a different game. Don't play their game. You, They want to fire you? Get a job in a profession or in a country in which will take your value. In which will recognize you as having some type of value to give to this world. Mm-hmm. I think that's ultimately your next step. I don't believe it's, well, let me just do it and then hopefully I'll get by and then we'll have this uh, new leader that comes about and he saves us and rescues us. Oh, and Trump's going to come back. I'll just get the vaccine and I'll just wait for Trump to get elected. And when Trump gets elected, freedom will be restored. It's like, if that is going, if you, if you're going to place your, your, your faith in a politician to rescue from rescue you, then you're making a very big mistake. What I will say to that person is, you know how the Nazis were defeated? They were defeated because individuals all over yeah. Europe said, no, no, we're not going to allow this regime to stomp on us. No, we're not going to allow certain people to try to tell us, force us violently many times to do something we don't want to do. And so what happened was at the individual level... Individuals and communities resisted and they formed communities that were against this type of authoritarianism. And then that rose to soldiers in big armies that could be fought to defeat the Nazis. And obviously there were a lot more things involved and we can get into that some other time. But what I'm trying to say is that if you think a top-down approach is going to work, where if you just... Wait to the midterm elections and then the Republicans will get the House and everything will be better and criminal investigations will be on the way for Fauci and Biden will be impeached. And that's just you. You are you are making a severe mistake in my calculation and in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's how I yeah, see it. Yeah. I would it's, say. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was no, just going to say I wanted to move on to it, just it, a little bit of start from the bottom up, not the top down. Correct. Just effective. little little non-compliant. When you walk in the store, don't wear a mask. Greet someone with a smile. Say hello. Yep. If someone treats you yeah, like yeah. shit, just smile. Be patient. Pray for them. Be yeah. kind. I, Move I, on. Literally, I mean, all during, all in Spain during the outdoor mask mandate, I never wore a mask outside. No one said anything to me. A couple of people looked at me funny, and I smiled at them and said, "Hola, qué tal." And when I go into places, I don't wear a mask. I, I just don't do it. And you know what? No one has forced me. Even if they say, "Sir, you have to put a mask on," I go, "Okay," and I just keep. Going into it, we, we, John, it's like, and I, and Paula was like, oh my god, no, because she's a good, you know, she doesn't like breaking rules. She's very responsible. Yeah, but I bet she thought that was, I bet, I bet she thought that was sexy to see her man like say, no, I'm not gonna do that. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it annoyed <laughs> deep her, down, deep down, like, deep down, that happens once in a while where like girls. Girls are like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. You're going to embarrass me. Embarrass. You know? But like but like subconscious, he's like, yeah, that's right. That's my man. That's my it's, man. But, but it's, it's just like, I'm so sick of this shit. It's so, we're done. We're at, we're at less than one person per million dying of COVID a day right. in this country. I mean, we're... It falls down the list of at like 40th or something. And yet we're still doing this bullshit. People go, we're in a pandemic. I go, really? Where? Where? Right. Where? Who's dying from COVID? Yeah. Who? Where? Forty people? Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, that 
you call it a pandemic? Okay, well, then car crashes are a pandemic because hundreds of people a day die in car crashes. Yep. I mean, <laughs> what are we doing? Sugar is a what pandemic. What the fuck are we I doing? Know. Diabetes is a pandemic. I know. Well, and I, I mean, you know, it's interesting. What are we doing? To wrap this up, what is going to happen? I would say... Um, I would say, Sean, one of the things that I'm very concerned about. So I'll go, let's go. Let's go back in 2020. So we we started this podcast in 2020, and once you know we would we would kind of not predict the future, but you know try to predict what might happen. I mean, one of the things that we thought I thought would happen, I thought Trump would win the election. He obviously didn't. There's obviously some things around it, but nevertheless, we still try to do. Hey, based on the information we have now, like what do we expect in the future? And one of the things that I I think made pretty clear in the show was if you think for one second that masks are going away, you got to be crazy. If you think for one second that vaccines are the end of the road and that all it's going to take is for a vaccine under ridiculous short timeline to solve all the world problems, the world, you're out of your mind. If you think that this two class society is going to not continue, you're out of your mind. And what happened was, guess what? The masks stayed and the vaccine came. And then guess what? There was this thing called the vaccine passport that was introduced. And then there was this vaccine passport that almost makes it, that makes it incredibly difficult to function in society, right? So you have, let's go back to the masks. Masks weren't enough. You had to get the vax. Then vax wasn't enough. You had to get the passport. That passport's not enough a passport to enter into buildings is now what you yeah. needed not no yeah. longer to travel yeah. and They're now it brings Biden, me Biden's trying to push interstate travel right uh, so yeah, that you have to have a, it's i mean it's like do we live in Maoist china now right so it's unbelievable so i'm, I'm kind of taking us to a timeline here and now we're in august august 15th 2021 and here's what i see when i see how everything's built 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 it's built up to this crescendo where the next alternative is to shame and blame those that didn't buy into the lie. And when I say those that didn't buy into the lie, those that did not inject themselves with synthetic material that hasn't been properly studied. And what will happen, Sean, in my opinion is there will be some outbreak. There'll be a virus that out, that's an outbreak. And I don't know what's where it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. But there will be a virus, and it will be blamed on those who did not get the vaccine. And the line will go something like this. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very severe problem on our hands right now. Um, you know, unfortunately, there is a, a variant out there that happens to spread very quickly through the people who have not been vaccinated with COVID-19 vaccine. And as a result, we're seeing havoc all across the world. We're seeing people die. We're seeing hospitalizations at an all-time high. And it's unfortunate, but yes, it does seem to be very clear that those who did not get the vaccine are spreading this virus. Now, I hope I am wrong about this, Sean. But I'm looking at the situation and this is ultimately my biggest concern for the fall of 2021. When we decide to make the people who did not want to get injected and experimented on the scapegoat for the next outbreak of a so-called virus. And with that said, I'll let you I'll let you finish. Yeah, I mean I think it's very important to look at the the language of the current administration and how they view, I mean, just go, go on to the FBI's website. Their top priorities are not, not the Taliban in Afghanistan who are literally overrunning Kabul now. Um, their top priorities are not Antifa. You know, their top priorities are not China who are, are, are meddling in our, in our democracy and our Republic. The, 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 the main terror threats are, and it literally, they say, this explicitly anti-vaxxers or people who are critical of the COVID-19 vaccine. I mean, it's, this is, you can't make this up. Um, they're, they, it's like the, anyone who is, a uh, believes that Trump can be reelected, right? These are the people they're considering to be the greatest threats of to America. It, it, it goes to show you 
what the, what they're doing and what their priorities are. You are not allowed to dissent. You are not allowed to ask for for uh, you know uh, to be critical of the elections. You are not allowed to do that. Nope. What's the, you're not allowed to have that opinion. You're not allowed certain political opinions. Nope, not allowed. You will be considered a domestic terrorist, right? Not people who firebomb um, uh, uh, offices or uh, residential buildings in Portland. No, no, no. Those are mostly peaceful protests. You know, they are just, uh, you know, they're an idea. No, no, no. We're, we're going to go after you if you share memes about, you know, about Fauci or whatever. Or if you share memes about making fun of vaccine, this is this is what the American government, this is what the American empire is targeting now, its own people. And I just wanted, I, I hope anyone listening sees this and goes, oh God, this is the turning point. I can either sit and do nothing, or I can actually start fighting back and dissenting. And I mean, we can start by voting all of these assholes out of office and our, or even i mean but this i mean i'm not even going to go down that 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 path because right. it's essentially or even like, just hey can you just know, start well, with you, just you, say this like you said before for evil or more evil essentially right. so go ahead it, no it just starts with just say no they say there's a mass policy for yes, your kids it's not that hard say it's not no. that hard it, it's just people it's are spineless john it's 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 I mean, I, when I would like first when I started being like I'm done with this mask bullshit, I went to a hotel into a hotel, and it's like yeah, I'm supposed to wear a mask, and I'm like I'm I'm not gonna wear a mask. No, and nobody said a word, yeah. and it's like I am thinking. To, I so I told Powell, I said, I I think a lot of these people secretly agree with me, but they're just too afraid. Right. They don't want to make waves. Right. But I think a lot of them secretly agree with me. I think a majority of them are like. They agree with me, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't want this. We don't need to do this. You know, I don't want to do this. Like, right. we're not, we not, shouldn't be forced to do this." Right. And they know I'm right, and but unfortunately, they just don't have the, they just don't have the constitution to be able to. And I'm not saying like I'm not a, a bra- I'm not a brave, I'm not a particularly brave person. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't consider myself like super courageous at all. But it's just like, I'm sick of it, John. Well, and, so, and, and like, I think too I is to your point. The do you notice of like a security guard kicking me out of somewhere, which is like at the end of the day, like okay, correct, okay, I can't, I, I can't go in there again. But it's like the 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 other on the other side, it's like I'm just going to keep on re- rescinding my humanity and right. doing something that is absolutely unnecessary just because the state tells me I have to do it. No, I'd rather get risk kicked in, get risk being kicked out of somewhere by a security guard because at least i have a say in my in my fate you know in what right. happens to me right so people have to just stand up for themselves right. and and accept the risk and go oh you know what what's the worst that can happen well a, a security guard escorts me out and you know if I, as long as i don't make a scene and fight back nothing's gonna happen they're just gonna say sorry sir good you gotta go out right that's it right and, and that's probably not gonna happen no and i, I think that yeah i mean I would I would say this I would say that people have to ask themselves what is better to spread a lie or to spread the truth and I know what someone's going to say yeah but if I spread the truth then I might obviously be compromised I'll say you didn't answer my question is it better to spread a lie or spread the truth and I guess when you're approaching a building when you're approaching a policy I would hope that just I can remind myself what is ultimately more important, my significance or the truth, which I believe is eternal. And there are certain things I think deep down inside, we can't quite explain it. It's very difficult to explain. But you just kind of feel it, Sean. You know it. It's inside of you. It's intrinsic. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's eternal. Yeah. It's, a, it's a force. It's an energy. And you know when you support that energy, when you support that force, and you can feel something being launched into the world that is in the right direction and you can't come up with an article or a speech or some type of argument for why you're right and someone else is wrong or just why you're right but you just know it deep down and i think people should just always ask themselves simple question spreading the truth spreading the lie spreading the truth or spreading the lie and can you ever spread a lie and actually accept can you spread a lie and actually believe that good things are going to come by doing so? 
I, I, to answer your question, I believe millions of people have been deluded or deluded themselves so much to the point where, yes, they believe that the lie is the is the good gospel. You know, that is the truth. You know, this is, or that you can lie in – there's justification in the lie. You can lie, you can lie your way into – into justice and truth. Oh right. yeah, no, that's postmodernism in a nutshell. Actually, <laughs> we can get into that in another day. But that's, I mean, that's you can see what they're trying to do. You could start putting all the pieces together in how people have been demoralized and have been are being told that two plus two is not four, and that men are women, and that up is down. You know, it's 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 literally. And then if you if you push back against that, then you're a big, you're evil, you're 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 aggressive, you're backwards, you're hateful. Right, but it's like, listen, there is an objective truth that exists out there. Yeah, like you saying otherwise makes you evil, not me. Right, and we have to defend that. And if if we get called names, and if we get, you know, if we get uh, uh, somebody on Twitter comes after us, well, guess what? Turn off Twitter. Turn your phone off, and it's like smell the roses and go, oh. I actually don't care what other people think about me. And then you're free, John. Then right. you're free. Right. You're, you're free and, pe and people will flock to you because you'll be magnetic. Like you not giving a fuck about what other people think about your, you know, about, about the public persona. People will flock to you. because They will be drawn to you because you're actually doing something authentic. You're actually living authentically. Right. But people are so afraid. They're so afraid. Of, and this is we're going in the direction of, of like social credit score. Everyone is going to be so fake because they want to have they want to go along with the crowd. They want the mob to approve of them because that what does that mean? Oh, that means I'm gonna get five percent off of Uber Eats this week or whatever. Some you know, or I'm gonna get the new <laughs> Disney Plus movie yep. uh, you know, yep. uh a half off or whatever. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway. No, it's a good point. It's a good, it's I'll a great, it no, it's a, exactly. It's a great, great point to end on. I know you got to get to bed. Good stuff, yeah. man. Um, we'll be back next time, ladies and gentlemen. And um, with that said, have a good night, Sean. All right, brother. Talk soon.